Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen uh, and felines, if my cats are listening to this one as they should be. My name is Kevin Gunter. You are listening to the Connections Podcast Special Edition because we got, uh, we have another human in the, uh, in the room. Can you hear him? Well, I haven't said that. Oh, there he is! <laughs> you! Dude, you could have yeah. been quiet the whole time. No one would have known. But you weren't. So, here we are. We have Brad Heligas in the room for us. Yeah. Famous, known far and wide. You may have heard him on the radio every now and again, calling some basketball games, as he does. I've done a few. Been very fortunate. Love, love being around microphones. Yeah. This is why I just opened the door and walked in, because I saw one on the table. I was like, oh, this looks like fun. Now you like, sat down and started talking to me about how it works and such. And been like, hmm. I made it all up. You did? None of it's true. Oh, just to get in the door, man. Just, like our Just to get man. on the Thanks. Connections podcast. Yeah, dude. It, I think we had to pick you out of a pool of like six people that are like really trying to get on here. So, yeah. But no. Uh, all joking aside, Brad is definitely one of my closest friends and uh, a beautiful light in my life. And just so happens that we're going to talk about some light today. Look at that. Great. How about that? Talk about foreshadowing with the light. Uh, That's just... Almost. There's too many. Almost. I'm going to be quiet. Wow. You tell your story. Okay, well, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. This is episode, I don't know. They all blend together now. Episode 12? I think it's 12. Uh, but, anywho, you saw that the title of this one is Blackberry Smartphones. So, we're going to take it back to 14. No, I was older because I had a job. 16-year-old Kevin. Let's go back that far. Uh, and I had just gotten my uh, very first job, and that was like kind of the premise of my parents saying, like, we're not going to let you get a smartphone unless you can pay for the data plan, like part of it. So I was like, okay, cool. I got a, I got a job now at some sketchy farming supply store. It was terrible. I hated it. Side note, a lot of you aren't going to like this. Like, if you ever go to a farming supply store, you know how they have, like, baby ducks and chicks and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, so those get, like, shipped to the store via, like, the post office. Like, they just come in a box in the mail. And my job was to, like, go through and, like, separate the dead ones from the live one. Wow. Isn't that terrible? Oh, man. It's so bad. But, hey, I got a Blackberry out of it. So, <laughs> and now we're here. Now I can tell you about the story. So, uh, I got this Blackberry. And, like, any other, like, small human who gets something like that, a new shiny toy, Spent tons of time on it, right? Um, but one of the things that really frustrated me, frustrated me with it uh, was, um, one, it kind of all stemmed from, like, iPhone owners, like, people that had iPhones, had this big, gorgeous, bright screen that could, like, stand up to the light outside, and my BlackBerry couldn't do it. It was just a BlackBerry curve, you know, not the pearl, but the curve. And I'd go outside, and I, like, would literally have to put my hand over the screen to, like read something off of it or go inside a garage or something. I hated it. It was terrible. Couldn't see it. It wasn't bright enough. But at night when I would like be going to bed and like scrolling through social media or whatever it is, it would blind me. Like I would have to just, I don't know, it had to turn it all the way down on brightness and it would still be just like overly 
overly bright and it's crazy and then it showed me like a light really sticks out when it's dark out but doesn't stick out so much when it's like bright out uh and that's where we get our connection from ladies and gentlemen for the day um we're going to talk about light and how um light seems to shine the brightest when it's surrounded by darkness um and when it's bright and life is good it doesn't shine as bright yeah we're gonna dive into that you ready? I'm I'm very ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. You wanna I'm excited about this. You wanna you wanna start with something? Just say anything. I'd be I'd be happy to. I mean, whenever we talk about like light, I don't, I don't know if it was my upbringing or, or anything, but I always seem to like default to an image of like a candle mm, in yeah. my head, and just how out of place almost a candle looks in a well lit room. Yeah. Like, yeah. A candle you think of like as ambiance, but it's just this right. small source of light that adds so much in the right context and it gets so overlooked and unappreciated in a well-lit room mm, right, right. Yeah. it almost seems like what do you what is that What's doing here it doesn't belong in this room right now um but uh then you put it in a, in a completely pitch back room and it, it, the first thing you do when that candle gets lit is you like take a step towards it yeah right like I think of, you know, think of your example of a phone. Like if I'm in my room at night and I come in and close the door, I'm getting ready to crawl into bed or something and then I get like a text message or some notification on my phone, I see it glow, it lights up the room and I immediately turn my body towards it and I'm engaged now with that light because it's yeah. dominated my surroundings and as soon as you see it in that darkness, we just gravitate towards it. It means something and it, and it engages and it captivates us and right. draws us in. No matter how small. No matter how small. It could be super duper tiny. It could be like, I remember like on the Blackberry, it even had like a little like LED light and like that little light would just light up and it'd be like, for a minute, my corner of my room would be blue and then it would just go like away. But you're right. That's, I love that, right? So <laughs> um, we can dive into that connection like more of um, just in life, like this is maybe not a great example, but it's the first one that comes to mind when you're talking about what you're talking about, right? That in some book somewhere somebody once said that like when tragedy strikes the one thing you should always do is look for the helpers like that's what you should try to look for because that's going to make you feel comfort right and i think in like times of tragedy when like you when everything's going bad like people naturally gravitate towards someone who's in good spirits someone who's able to see like the good in people or see the good in life and like that makes them comforted and it makes them want to see that and like understand more of like what is that? Why do you feel that way? That kind of thing. Um, but what's also about that is that it takes sometimes tragedy to get to that point where you actually see it, right? Sometimes you need darkness to actually fully appreciate the light that is in your life, right? Mm -hmm. um, which I think a lot of people can connect to that and can think about like, well, for example, like my. I don't think any of them listen to this. My cousin, <laughs> my cousin recently was in like a terrible car accident and like she has like a older brother who's like more of my age and she's younger than both of us. And like, they don't really get along that much. Like, but she got in this car accident. It was terrible. And like, she thankfully is like alive and, and well and is doing better. But like, she's been a really positive light throughout the entire thing. And it has been crazy to see how much, like, that male cousin of mine, her brother, has, like, 
pulled towards that and like appreciated her life more, appreciated her as a person more, right? Because I mean, she was struck with tragedy, it made him wake up to the light that is in her and like be attracted to that more. So, um, for recap, <laughs> we can all agree that light shines brighter in a dark room, right? When there's darkness and surrounding light, you can see it, you can feel it, you're attracted to it no matter how small it is. So do you think it's a shame or do you think it's just human nature and fine that we don't notice light as much when it's bright? When things are going well, even though we have amazing, beautiful people in our lives all the time, we don't really hold on to them as tight unless we're going through a hard time. Tragic seems too dramatic of a word, but almost fitting to a point, right? Like, I don't know. We... We seem to wait until we're in these dire straits to appreciate something beautiful. And I think that's one of the great flaws of being human is being able, over to, being able to overlook these things that provide such beauty and joy on a daily basis, right? It's that old metaphor story analogy that's used a million times over. It's like you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Right. Um, and... Or, or until we're in a position where we're almost gone, not in the sense of like dying or, like, or anything too dramatic or negative like that, but like we don't appreciate it. And imagine the type of person or the personality or the humility that it would take to appreciate light when it's fully bright out. Um, and there's something to be said for that. I think those type of people we gravitate to and we don't know why but it's very easy to identify why we draw towards positive people when we're in negative light, right? Because I don't know if it's selfish that we want that light or because they just fill us up in a position where it's like, okay, this is something that I'm missing and it makes sense and I want to learn and glean and be built up by it. And if they're generous enough to, to be that person back for me, then I will be around that light and that warmth. But imagine the resolve and the presence of mind it takes to notice that type of spirit and, and vivaciousness when, when it's purely light around right. you. Like, it's so hard to do. Yeah. It's why people feel unappreciated in certain situations. Yeah. Um, it's why um, things often get overlooked. Um, and it's, it's really tough. It's really tough to be in that situation. It's also really tough to be on the lookout for that. Mm. Um, because you don't know when all of a sudden that that light is going to fall into its own darkness. And then it's like, well, I, I didn't realize what was going on. Or I didn't realize that I was in a position to be a light for somebody. Because sometimes we're in the light and other people don't see that. Mm. Right? Yeah. And the same, is, I, the same has absolutely been true for me. Where I, I don't realize that like, I, I'm in a well-lit room and then I fall off. I'm like, oh my god. I'm being extremely vague, and I could probably be more vulnerable about this no, if, I, if I, I choose to. No, you're, yeah. And I will if, if, if the road goes there. But like, right. like I, I've been in, some, in completely dark rooms, and I had this flicker of hope come from somebody that I didn't know, or in, in very lucky instances, my family yeah. uh, have, have guided me back to certain places. It's like, I didn't appreciate it when I was around them and not in the right mindset to appreciate them. And now that I've been there to come out of it, I I absolutely commit. I have to commit mentally to be like, I want to appreciate that light all the time. Yeah. And that's hard work, right? It is hard work to identify and appreciate it. Yeah. And I mean, 
like you even said, when it's when it's when when you are seeing like a, a candle in a fully lit room, it's hard to focus on that candle, especially since you can see everything else, right? You're not you're not scared. You're not you're not like unaware of where you are because you can see everything. Everything's perfectly lit, right? So what's crazy I think is sometimes our mentality doesn't change between the two rooms, basically. So if you think of like a dark room with just a candle in it and a lit room with a candle in it, when you're in the lit room, you see the candle, but you see everything else around you. And you're like, wow, look at all the stuff around me. It's great. And then when we get put into that dark room, instead of focusing on that one like light of beauty that we have there, we're still looking around us. Even though it's pitch black, we can't see anything. We get so lost and caught up in that fact of like, I can't see anything. I'm in a dark room. I'm scared. I hate everything. When like, um, really the important part and the important thing to do in that that time is to really just focus on that small light and like how you kind of noted at dinner. Fun fact: we got dinner before this. Uh, that like, you know, you feel the warmth. Like if you get close enough to that light, you can feel the warmth. And that even in a dark room, a complete dark, cold, damp room. There's going to be a light there, and if you focus your energy on that light, it's going to be better. Absolutely. And that light might not have the answer. <laughs> I mean, it might, right? Like, right. you and I both have been in a situation where it's like, this is great, this is bringing me comfort, this isn't the final answer, but it'll keep me going until I find mm-hmm. it. Right. Well, it's, it's, very, it's very easy to identify light in a dark room. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. very easy to attribute the the good feelings to that light now it might not always be the right light that you need to be sustained for a long term but it's very easy to know when you're in a dark room that i know where that light's coming from right now and i'm gonna stay stay near to it maybe until i'm in a brighter room or until that light grows bigger than it consumes me yeah and Mm. neither of neither of those is necessarily better than the other Right. right, like you can you can be next to a light for a long time and have it be what guides you and takes you somewhere, and when you get to your destination, that light might not serve a purpose that it used to anymore, and that's okay. But we need to appreciate that that light got us to where we needed to go, and these of this of of course could be a metaphor for a person, or a belief, or a literal light in the darkness, of course, yeah. but like. Eventually, if we're, if we're lucky enough to be near a light that consumes us, or if we end up at a destination where there's also like we then can be consumed and be, become that light, right? But it takes right. us identifying when we're in those dark rooms to be able to attribute responsibility and understand that like I'm able to see or I'm able to get where I'm going because of this light right now. And it's very, very easy to identify that in a dark room. Right. Very easy, but not so much when it's no, no. It's re- well. I th- think about that in people. Like if if I'm, I'm in a very great place right now where I have great relationships at work, in my personal life, family. That it's hard to tell which personalities are pulling and helping to make me into the person I am. But I I had a stretch in my life for a few years where I was in a very dark place, and I knew who the good people were, and I kind of kept my distance because I wasn't sure that I wanted to be pulled and shaped and consumed by the light that they were. Mm. But then as I learned and matured, I realized like that light is integrity, that light is character, that light is honesty, that light is is love and it's joy. And once I felt those and internalized those emotions and those feelings and knew how to 
own them but also give them back out i wanted to be consumed by that light and it allowed like if i hadn't had those people if i hadn't had my family my brother my parents my sister-in-law like and my and my dear close friends i wouldn't have understood what it meant to be a person who has that light to be able to give that light away yeah and it sucked being in a dark room for a long time <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it's it's hard right it's hard to see it's hard to get your bearings it's hard to understand necessarily what's going around on around you but at the very least, you know what that light is. You know where it is. And you know what purpose it's serving you. Right. And you can understand then the purpose that I can serve others. Yeah. Right? Like you said. I mean, it's a, it's a full circle thing, right? Because you've been in a dark room before not having any light coming off of yourself, right? And now I would consider, like, you a light in my life if I'm in a dark room, right? And so it's kind of that you learn. Sometimes it takes you getting shut into a dark room to understand the importance of that light. And then once you get out of there, you know that importance now, and you want to hopefully share that with others around you and, and be a light in other people's lives, which is also not easy. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of people face the tribulation of not feeling appreciated for being a light because someone's life is great and you're a light in their life. And this kind of goes back to a previous podcast where we talked about investing in others and whether you should expect a return on that investment and all that fun stuff. But you, you know, be a light in someone's life anyway. Like that person may not be a light in your life, light up their life anyway. That, that idea that it, you know, it's better to give than to get, blah, blah, blah. But there's no bad parts of being a light. I mean. That's a hard place to get to. Yeah. Uh, but when you're able to, like, see it and benefit from it. And then wrap your head around what it means to give, like the reciprocity in giving, right? Yeah. I am very fulfilled now. I used to be very selfish, but I'm now very fulfilled by trying to give and trying to supplement the lives of other people Definitely. as best I can in ways that matter to them. And that right. is that is an it's art that takes a long time, yeah. but uh, it takes a lot of practice, and I still f up all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the, the the importance is I'm trying to be a light right. when it's very easy to not invest in that and not let that light shine or, or to try to help someone else yeah. become a light themselves. If you got a lighter in a room, in a dark room, kids, if you're at home, grab a lighter so you can do this with me. <laughs> 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 and if you're at home and you're in a dark room and you have that lighter and you try to flick it, right, you may not start a flame, but you'll get some sparks and those sparks still give off light, right? So I think a lot of people... Are, if you're trying to start a fire, if you're trying to be a light for someone, keep trying. I promise you, you are bringing some sort of spark into their life. You know, it's okay if you're not a full-on flame yet. You will, you will grow in to your flame eventually. Most certainly. Most certainly. Wow. <laughs> that, yeah, man. That was good stuff. I enjoyed all of that. Do not play with light. <laughs> That's not Don't. a thing you want to do. Well, that's about it. Anything else on your mind? Anything else on my mind? Anything. I'm just, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful there's a light right above there's us. There's literally a single a, light bulb. In a somewhat dim room otherwise. Yeah, this is a great... Uh, it's very easy to tell where the light is coming from. That's right. Kevin, you? In, in <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, your heart. You uh, beat me to it. Ah, uh, you are just disgusting. <laughs> uh, cool.
Cool. Well, before I, I do have one more thing I want to oh, say. Okay. This podcast serves as a light for oh. a lot of people, and it, ha- it has for me. I I listen to this from time to time, and and it gives me perspective, and it helps feed me. And I know that it feeds you because you're able to take things that matter to you, ideas that matter, bigger ideas, things that have substance and sustenance for people who are hungry for these types of ideas. So wow. it's been a light for me, and I, I, I know it's a light for yourself. It's something that you invest in and you care about deeply, and to know that you're pursuing it and doing well at it. I'm, I'm very grateful that you asked me to be here. Wow. You are very, very kind. Thank you for those words. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. And yeah, I love doing it. I love being able to lock, a people, lock people into a room as yourself and force them to talk to me. And uh, it's been great. I, I was telling somebody today at work that if no one, if I knew that no one listened to this, I don't think I would stop. I mean, I would, I would keep going. I love just being able to put words out there into the world and let them do their thing. Maybe they'll catch a spark somewhere. <laughs> I need to get a soundboard, like applause or something. <laughs> Anywho, Brad, thank you very much for being here. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Y'all are great. Until next time, love yourself, invest in others, and know that you are indeed loved.